Hey, Mixtape listeners. You can find us every Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Cabo Wabo is a thick-cut, 100% Blue Weber Agave tequila made the way tequila was meant to be made, with full-on agave taste. Cabo Wabo is a smooth, sip-worthy tequila created for those who don't shy away from bold flavor. So are you ready to take things to the next level? Try Cabo Wabo tequila for a thicker cut of life. Cabo Wabo tequila, 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof. Copyright 2024, Campari, America, New York, New York. Please handle responsibly. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Uh, it's it's kind of mixtape. Uh, I'm here. Big Cat's here. KFC's here. I appreciate them for joining me. Tyler's not here. I don't know if Tyler's ever going to be here again. I hope he is. But I don't know. He's taking a break. Uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know what happened the last week and a half or so. Um, and he's hurt right now. I'm not going to lie. He's hurt. I'm hurt. I don't think many people really feel great, uh, right now. And I don't fully know what the fix is. I've had almost everyone in the company ask what to do. And I I think of myself as at least a smart ass who has an answer to everything, uh, the bare minimum. I don't really have an answer to this. In the past, when this company's faced adversity, 
it hasn't been completely self-inflicted like this. And I think that's why this hurts different because it was avoidable and it, it, it's just a fucking mess. Uh, so yeah, Tyler's not here. This episode does have Tyler's blessing. I wouldn't do it if Tyler wasn't okay with this. We are still a company. This is still a job. As much fun as this podcast is to do with my best friend, it's still a job, and it has to move forward. Tyler understands that, even on a, a hiatus, a break, whatever it may be. So that's why I'm here. I'm thankful that two of the pillars of this company can be here with me to help me do this so I don't have to do it by myself. But yeah, it fucking sucks. I'm not having fun. Tyler's fun levels, I called him, I checked in. Upsettingly low. Lowest they've been in centuries. Um, And I don't don't really know where to go from here, both uh, in life and with this goddamn episode. Well, I feel like what you... I can hear in your voice you're putting a lot on yourself. And I know from my point of view and other people's point of views, uh, we've been putting a lot on you too because it's like I, I've talked directly to Tyler, but I also like I'm trying to figure out what he's feeling. Let me go to Coley. Like what what should I do, Coley? Tell me what to do, Coley. And and then that's not fair because you don't have the answer. But guess what? Like nobody does. That, like right. the problem with this situation and these type of situations is that like nobody – it's funny. It's like the the right answer is actually kind of obvious. It's like let's all be good to each other. Let's not harm each other. But also, life is a lot more complicated. So, like, I, I don't know what the answer is. Um, I totally understand what what how I'm feeling, and I would I totally understand taking a hiatus. I hope that a hiatus is what it takes because I think the reaction when that happened uh, from people on both sides, like for it, against it, for the cause, against, it was all so emotionally charged so rash, so impulsive. And that's, that's the one thing I think you can't do is like immediately respond, immediately talk. Cause that's when you have stupid comments like Dave. And that's when you have crazy podcasts, like two bigs and it, it just made it all worse. And I think Tyler has always been smart about just like, Whoa, Whoa, like slow down. And so, you know, I'm sure a week and a half has felt like a year and a half for you, Coley, but hopefully in the end, um, you know, the time is what he needs to like, you know, I, I'm sure you're so angry at Dave and Barstool and then hopefully it dissipates a little bit. And, and if it doesn't, that's obviously, you know, his, his call and his feelings, but I'm hoping a hiatus is what it takes. Yeah. I, uh, I'll push back on one thing, Coley. I think uh, I've talked to Tyler a bunch too, and um, he should take as much time as he needs. I did okay. give him Madden code. So he did try out the new Madden season and he said he kind of liked it, so there was like at least one brief moment where I think he might have had like a half a smile. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's not easy for him, and it's an impossible spot. And I think, uh, more than anything, Tyler is one of the nicest, but more mo- most talented guys I know. Like he he as a human and and a, a friend, I I I love spending time with him, doing content with him. But it's also he's so talented, and I think um, to that's the frustrating part for me. And we talked about I talked about it with him on Sunday at length, and I think we've all probably gone through this. Is that like when something like this happens, and you have to have some introspection and take a step back, you don't feel like being funny, and you don't feel like being creative, and no. that's the part that that uh, 
like eats away at me knowing that Tyler, someone who is so creative and is so funny, doesn't feel like being like that right now for all the right reasons. But it sucks to see because I know he wants to be making people laugh and making content. And uh, I hope that, you know, through a little time away, he, that, that can happen. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing sucks. Everything sucks. Um, I do think – I mean, there is a level, like we were saying before we started, there's advertisers who expect uh, performance. And you, you've got – you know, Coley, you've got this thing that you're growing. And so Coley can't stop. And you're, you're trying to do what's right for your friend and coworker while trying to still uphold your end of the bargain for Barstool and Dave. I mean, you are you are in a very difficult spot, but that's where, you know, I, I hope that things like this, you know, we can we can bridge the gap on Nick's tape if that's what Tyler needs, and hopefully it's just keeping the seat warm for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah the, the only reason I'm comfortable going is that it's possible that this is bridging the gap. He'll come back, we'll talk about it again, and hopefully just move forward and, and keep doing what we were doing. But if he doesn't come back, I told Erica this, the show's dead. I'm not going to fill him in. No. His fucking logo, his face is the logo. Mm-hmm. I'm, not changing the, I'm not changing anything. Mm-hmm. I just won't talk about basketball anymore. That's just what it is. And it sucks, but I'm, I can't keep going after going this far. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the way the world works, the Celtics will win the NBA title in the bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, the commentary that would be coming out from Tyler right now about the bubble, the, the bubble food. Dude. Holy shit, that bubble food, man! Oh, he would Although, have in time with that, man. As someone who can eat anything, I looked at it and everyone was roasting, and I was like, "It's not that bad." Like, <laughs> well, kind of good. If there was just a little bit of ham in the bubble meal, it would have been the perfect. Right. That might have brought him out of retirement. Come on back, we got to talk man. about ham in the bubble. Yeah, I. Yeah. Kevin's point, though, about the the emotion of last week and and taking a step back, I think, is important. Um, You know, in the moment, it feels like the world's coming down on you. I truly don't think that we're a bad company, and I don't think Dave's racist. And I think that, uh, you know, we have spent many, many years trying to make people laugh. We've missed many times, many, many times. I I said this, uh, I can't remember because we've done, we do so much stuff, but... Like, do this thought exercise, uh, and this isn't excusing anything. Like, I'm not trying to excuse anything because, you know, we've been through this road. Like, Dave shouldn't say the N-word. That's that's very clear. Like, we can, we can all agree on that. I also think Dave's not racist. But I sometimes will, like, look back on uh, – I was even looking back. So I, there was a clip. It's Miguel Montero's birthday. And uh, the Cubs Network tweeted out his Grand Slam Game 1 2016 NLCS. And I was trying to find a video because I was in the bleachers for it. And I went back and looked at that day and I'm just looking at tweets and I'm like, I, I wasn't very funny. Like, right. and they're just regular tweets. You know what I mean? Like if you look back at yourself, you, I would hope that you cringe a little bit because you're like, you're evolved as a person and you're not the same person. And you hopefully have gotten better at what we're doing and better at making people laugh and, and not saying things that hurt other people. And that's, that was my whole blog was like, I'm not going to I'm not apologizing to uh, the, the Twitter mob because let's be honest, that's bad faith what they're doing. They don't care. If, the people who don't like us will always not like us, whether I say sorry and, and bend the knee or not. What I'm apologizing to is fa- fans of mine, coworkers of mine who I care about deeply, who I let down. And that means more to me. Like 
Those are the people that I don't want to let down, that I don't want to hurt. I don't want them to watch something and be like, ooh, what, like, what, what's up with that? Like that and, – and unfortunately, that's what happened, and, and that's where I, I felt sorry, and that's where I felt bad, and hopefully we can get better. I think there's a third group, though. Like, I, it's not just you're a fan of us or you're not. I think there's people who, as big as we think we are inside of our own world, there are people who just don't know who the fuck we are. True. And True. those people, if this is the first thing they see, they're out. They join that other side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not just. Especially, especially when you're talking about, you know, Tyler said to me, I'm trying to reach a new demo for you guys. Right. I have to defend you guys to get to them. And I go out on a limb and I say, nah, they're good. And then this happens and they're like, well, what the fuck happened there, Tyler? And right. I'm like, oh, that was the main thing where I was like, I am putting him personally in a bad spot because of this. Correct. That was what I was most sorry for. But I also, beyond the personal level, understand the the business level and the bigger level of like, if he personally is doing that to this guy, this guy, and this guy, then we are doing that to a whole different demo and we have to understand that this is the way we're portraying ourselves. Now, it's a little bit unfair because it's older stuff. I think things have changed. You know, judge, us, judge me by what I'm saying now, not then. Yes, all that's true. But I totally you – know, I, I didn't think of it until I had a, a conversation with him personally. So I get it. And, I like, I have always loved this company, always. Like, I've been attached to this company longer than anyone in this conversation, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. But it's true. I've been reading it since it was a fucking newspaper – because his best friend owns the pizza place right next to my middle and high school. You know what I mean? It was an all boys Catholic high school. He had a newspaper that had scantily clad women on the cover. Guess what ended up in the halls of the all boys Catholic high school, that fucking newspaper. I've been reading it before I knew what it was. When I got to college four years after that, I didn't even realize the paper and the website were the same fucking thing for years. So that's how like I am. I'm from Boston. You know what I mean? I'm the Boston sportsman. I am Barstool 2.0. Not to pat myself on the back too fucking much, but if he was the fucking Wilt Chamberlain, I was the Kareem. You know, I was next. I was watching what he was doing, trying to be that. My goal was always to be here. That's why when people tell me, and Big Cat, I know you get this too. Kevin, you not so much. Uh, You guys are some of the good guys. Why don't you just leave and go start your own thing? No. Right. I want this place to work. And that doesn't mean being some PC fucking pussy place that the comment section who thinks they're so fucking smart that they think they're the first people who've ever hated Barstool Sports. Let me show you the little fucking comment section. Right. You those people liked us? No. Those they people hate us. more than you fucking people hate us. Well, the, um, the perspective I, got, I get sometimes is, you know, like the – uh, stupid trend that's going around on Twitter right now that is uh, describe something as boring as possible. And, and we did one today, the Viva La Stool account, like describe your favorite bar stool moment as boring as possible and getting just a million replies about all these moments. And when people say, well, you, you know, like you're a good one, like, first of all, shut up. I That's the worst. I hate that so much. But because I'm not, I'm just a regular guy. I have faults. I make mistakes. I'm, I'm that, I think that's really what, people like about us is that we are regular human beings and we're 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 open about it and we don't pretend to be something we're not um but all the moments that we've you know all the incredible moments the hilarious moments the incredible people the uh, you know we were talking about it the other day when all those pp loans were coming out we've got, we've had 200 plus employees now uh in a dying industry 
like the sum of Barstool is not can't be defined by one or two bad moments. And I get it. I get it. The, like those are bad moments. I, I totally get it. But we are so much more than that. So when people do say like, oh, yeah, just go on here. It's like, no, man. Like, I love this place. I love my coworkers. I love working here. There's no job that would give me the freedom to do what I do uh, the same way. It just wouldn't happen. And it's impossible. You can't just go start a Barstool Sports. Right. Do your own thing. Like, this is where I do think that Dave was getting a raw deal. If you want to talk specifically about that moment and how he handled the reaction, Yes, F minus zero percent will not will not disagree with that. If you want to talk about Dave Portnoy on the whole and Barstool Sports on the whole, dude puts a lot of food on a lot of tables. Dude has stuck through a lot of bad times with a lot of people. Dude has, I mean, dude was gonna pay salaries if he had to out of his own pocket. Like he 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 does provide a lot to a lot of people. If you're white, black, Asian, brown, guy, girl, whatever. Um, but what you're not gonna get is positive reinforcement you're not going to get well articulated uh moments where he's talking about you know emotional issues and mental health and racism and sexism you're going to get a bull in a china shop but he is like undyingly loyal um and i get that some of the new guys or some of the guys who don't have the same uh complexion or upbringing as him might not feel that same connection but it is there and it is genuine and like you can't just Go find that elsewhere. I mean, if, if if what Tyler needs is a company led by a guy who is is at the forefront of racial relations and he can give these speeches and warm moments and all power to him. If he wants a place where you have complete total freedom of your uh, of your uh, content, you get paid well and like you get support in almost every other way, then you stick around a bar stool. But it's not just as simple as like. Go, you know, good guys, go make good guy barstool. That you know, it's a machine. It's distribution and advertising and sales and and you know, Dave has paid for lawsuits for me and like things that you don't realize if you were just be on your own is like, oh fuck, I can't pull this off. Right, that's how we got Trent because he was getting sued for a t-shirt he put out, and he reached out to Dave like, hey, how do you typically handle these things? It must be like the second career email Dave ever responded to, and that's how we got fucking Trent. Right. But I do think it, it's not like there is a lot of nuance there. Like I, I love Dave. I look at this whole thing more as a family issue than yeah. right. a, a professional issue. Right. And like when your uncle, your brother says something you don't disagree or you don't agree with, you should be able to tell him, Hey, shut the fuck up. You're better than that. That's right. the thing. He's, he, he put out his second apology video where he was like, I'm going to listen. And then at the first opportunity he had to listen, he was calling out Brandon on Twitter. And the main thing he was calling out was, you haven't been here long enough for me to listen to you. And I get where he's coming from. I get all the defiance that he has, but it's just contradictory to his better apology. Whereas if I say it to him, I hope I've been here long enough. I hope he knows me well enough where I'm telling him person to person, not employee to boss, like, hey, man, I think that was – I told him it that day when the video was happening. I told it to his face. You know what I mean? He knows where I stand on this. We've talked about it on the radio on this. It doesn't mean as much if he's not going to listen to me. You know what I mean? Like, that's where it hurts me. Like, I try yeah, – But, like, I, I – yeah, I hear you. I also just 
I don't know if it's possible for that guy. Like, I think when he apologizes, he means it. For but, sure. But when Dave – Dave has been attacked by somebody for 20 straight years. And I think it's hard for him to differentiate, like, I'm being attacked because I deserve it. I'm being attacked because you hate me. And I think he's always going to, like – he's like a cat in the corner who's going to claw. And I don't – I know that's not right, but I also don't think it undoes what no. he said two days ago, you know? No. So, so the Brandon Newman thing, too – from my perspective, I I kind of understand exactly where Dave's coming from because, and, and actually, in a weird way, I think Brandon Newman was 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 like joking around more than people gave him credit. I agree I with that. Twitter is very tough to decipher. I don't think Brandon Newman was like like gotcha thing. He right. was like kind of trying to like have a you know like we're busting balls here, yes. yeah, yeah. right? And it gets lost because it's a very emotional time and all that stuff. So I I think Brandon Newman like almost gets in a weird spot because he his intention wasn't uh to be yeah, an agitator in that Dave, yeah <laughs> right but what dave's point there was and kevin and i actually talked about it on that friday night when uh Muj quits and 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 makes you know the iphone notes app that was, way, that was yeah. just like that's part of this and it's bad timing because that had really nothing to do with the issue but dave all of a sudden was just like well, fuck this and fuck him too. And it was, right. that was a tough break for the actual issue at hand. Right. And, and and he quits and he basically says that you're pathetic if you stay and you're racist if you stay. And it's like, dude, you you didn't even have a contract. You've been here for a minute. Right. And, and so then when Brandon says he's irreplaceable, Dave's whole point is, look, if you've been here and you understand what we are and you understand who we are, you understand that one, no one, like I, I made this point the other day, like, I'm replaceable. I am like Barstool would no. Listen, Barstool. If I left, Barstool would suffer. But it's the Tyler tweet, right? Like the world just get, they're just gonna go on. What's the exact tweet? Like she's just gonna keep going on living without you. Yeah. Like the world just keeps going on. Mm-hmm. Like the, we we all have a little bit of an ego. We all have a like an inflation of an ego. But like the world's gonna keep going on. No one is irreplaceable in that respect, especially someone who's been here for a minute. So when Brandon tweets irreplaceable, Kevin and I talked about that on Friday night. We're like, that's gonna, that's a trigger right there. That's going to set Dave off. What what did Dave Dave gain if he had just if he had seen that tweet and just taken his phone and thrown it into a lake and said nothing? Agreed. But here's what I'm saying: Dave Pornoy is never going to throw his phone in a lake. No, right. And that's also it's 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 why he is so successful because he thousand percent he will he will fight back. He will say what he thinks and. And you could make the argument. You could really make the argument on a big level that this is the first time Dave's gut has like truly steered him the wrong direction. Sure, like little like mishaps here and there, but usually when he like sets his mind and his gut to something, it results in a hundred million dollars for him. And now this is the first time he's not well versed in this racial shit. He doesn't his gut led him wrong, and he's like he doesn't know what to fucking do about it. For sure. And I, I, me and Dan, when we were on the phone, one of the times we talked. I said, and I truly believe this, and people who don't know him are going to think this is like a, just me trying to like put on for him. I truly believe Dave is physically incapable of being racist because he's too self-involved. Yes. Well, it's not even that. It's just too Dave cares about one thing. It's Dave. And that's Barstool by proxy because Barstool is Dave. You cannot right. separate the two. He's too self-absorbed to care about anyone else regardless of race creed any of it 
then it's like it, you're laughing because you know it's true. Yeah, right? yeah. 100% true. Of course. But, but the only thing he does extend outside of his own bubble is this weird loyalty thing where he's right. like, you're never going to get fired. You're never going to get a pay cut. I'll never cut you because, you know, whatever. And he wants that feeling in return. And you mentioned that, like, it's a family issue where you could turn to your brother or your uncle. Brandon Newman and Mooch, not a brother and uncle yet. They're new to the family, you know. It, right. it, I'm not going to defend Mooch. I'm not. No. <laughs> no, but but so Brandon quit, also, if someone wants to quit, I'm not going to bash them on the way out for whatever reason they want to go. You know what I mean? If other people do, I'm not going to say, hey, don't do that. But I just thought it was bad. Like, like with everything else, I just thought it was bad timing. Well, it's just bad to have it on Twitter. It's Twitter is a no-win situation. You can't have a nuanced conversation. You can't have like anything you say on Twitter will be taken. Well, the minute you tweet it out, it is taken a million different ways by a million different eyeballs, and that's just how it works. That's just the medium. It's just not a place where you can actually hash something out, understand context, understand tone, understand like you know if Brandon's tweeting what what, he's laughing about it. Like we don't know, right? But it, it was also Brandon saying like. I have to like, do you want me to stay and fix the culture? And I get what he's saying because I, I think there, I think if you look at the barstool evolution and where we are now versus like you said, Coley, like five years ago, it was seven white dudes all sitting in their apartments. Like now we have people from all walks of life. Dave's point is you haven't been here enough to tell me that like the culture is toxic. Like right, that's sure. not that's just not yeah it's fucking toxic but not for those reasons right it's totally differently but yeah I mean there is there is a point of like well we'll be the new guys to help you understand this but then you have to very carefully explain I am talking about one piece of the barstool culture which right. you guys are not even uh, like you're we're uneducated in you know like it's like we fucked that up but it's also just like you guys don't even know so yes let me come and try to help you learn this and fix that while also not tearing down what's a pretty loyal and functioning and profitable and popular culture. And I think the way, the way Dave mishandled it was the same way that I thought Willie and Brandon mishandled it, where right. it was like we needed precision and we all came in with haymakers and it makes it look like you're offending me, you're against me, and it's like you're actually closer than you realize, but everyone reacted so fucking quick and so hard that it got muddled. Well, what's crazy is – like, I think a year ago, we, if like there was no corona, the world was operating normal. I think the George Floyd thing happens. Me and Tyler are the only ones in the company to talk about it. And I'm not saying that as like a right, right, right. on anyone else, but I think we would have been the only ones who talked about it. And the company would have moved on. The world would have moved on. Like, I don't think the whole world would have stopped like it did. You know what I mean? So right. I'm not even saying it just about Barstool. A month ago, I was super proud that we were able to all use our platforms to talk about it to talk about everything that was happening i was very proud of that that was the growth and it's not me being like hey give us credit for being decent human beings it's not that at all but i know in the past we have been told like hey don't talk about certain things this is an escape this is comedy do this Mm -hmm. so for us to have that kind of growth i thought was very pivotal i thought it was huge i was proud of the company for how we handled that so this just felt like a complete 180 back in the other direction i think that's why it hurt even a little bit more yeah but i I, i'm sure it feels that way i my vibe on it is much more like two steps forward one step back like it was a setback but i think we're in a better spot despite the antics and and all that like i think dave even even issuing that apology 
even even in the next days, kind of seemingly uh, undoing it. It's like we're inching towards it and we're having conversations. We have more diversity. I do believe like next time we'll handle it better. Not even from a, a I wish it was coming from a point of view of like, I understand the Black Lives Matter cause, but it will probably be more of like, we can't fuck up again. But either right. way, we will be doing the, the more correct things in the future. Uh, and I don't think it was a complete reversal of everything that's happened. No, that's not what I'm trying to say, but it did feel like like we were just cruising along and then got into like a 17 car pileup. But yep. this is also this is also just a part of getting bigger, having more voices. And I, I again, I I don't think outside of maybe just not tweeting it and having the conversation on radio, I don't think Dave what Dave's message was to Brandon Newman, I don't disagree with really because if you do think he's racist, you probably should quit. I don't think he's racist. Like I and if you have been here for a minute maybe you got to learn how this place works a little bit more before you tell us like everything's wrong. And so I, I, like, I, I I don't think Dave was, was like wrong in that situation. I struggle with this a lot because my job is to make people laugh and give people an escape, but it's also weird seeing the evolution of Barstool and understanding that we have a platform and we reach so many people. And how do you talk about important subjects without being preachy, without telling people how to think, without ruining that ability to be the escape for right. people. And it's a really hard thing to do. It like I have really struggled with it because I don't know when, you know, like you said, Coley, like you would probably be the only one to talk about George Floyd. I I wouldn't have been comfortable because I just don't know. I'm not equipped mentally. I think that's okay to say. I think it's yeah. okay to be like, hey, I, I'm not like like uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a smart enough guy, but I'm not a genius, and I don't understand things. Like I, I, I listen a lot. I try to listen and get be a better person, but I also can't explain it very well. Right. It, this is I'm I'm in a deep end over here, and to put my hand up and be like, "Hey guys, I'm in a deep end. I need some help." Like I, my job is to piss my pants and fucking play video games and make people laugh. And again, I know there's bigger things in life for sure, and I have a platform, and it's important. But I think also just admitting that, just being like, "Hey." I'm 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 in over my head. I can't I cannot do the I can't navigate these waters uh the way that some other people can. Sure. So instead of trying to fake it and trying to navigate these waters or trying to tell people how to think or preach to people, I'm going to tell you when I can't do it. When sure. I've reached my limitations as a is like someone is an on-air talent. That's just and I think a lot I think actually in, when you look around sports media a lot of people don't have that ability to have that little self-awareness. They're like, wait, this isn't like, maybe I should just take a step back here and let other people talk. And, and, and I'm not saying this about you, Coley. I'm just saying how hard it is to, to find this evolution and fully understand, like, how do we balance everything in a world that's constantly changing? And it really is constantly changing. I know sure, a thousand percent. five years ago, wasn't a long time ago. Five years was a long time ago. Five Co- internet years. Yeah, five internet years, culture, comedy, all these things. Like five years ago, Me Too hadn't happened. Think about that. Like right. fucking Harvey Weinstein was making movies. Like, and, and right. again, I'm not defending anything. I'm just saying when you live on the internet, it moves so fucking fast. And it's and it's and trying to evolve with the internet is always a difficult thing. So sometimes putting your hand up and being like, hey, I can't, I can't, I, I don't really know how to do this. I don't know how to talk about this. I think it's totally okay. Right. I, I think where we run into trouble, though, like I, I get the escape thing when it's like 
Uh, I feel like people don't want to talk about, about politics. Politics ain't going anywhere. Like there's going to be presidential elections and political problems. So we should be an escape for that. When you're talking about like an issue where it's like, let's treat other humans right. I don't think we should be escaping from that. I think you should be forced to fucking sit there and stew in it because that's the only way it's going to change. And that's where I think people want us to be involved. So it's like, if you, you know, I, I definitely don't have the ability to articulate it the right way, but we should all at least understand that the, the vibe here on this one is like, let's all just not be horrendous to each other. Right. And I thought, uh, big cat with you guys and pardon my take, you guys went out and you got Arian Foster and gave him the place, to, the platform to speak. Like, I think that's you being like, Hey, I don't have to say it. he, we have this friend. He, he knows what you're talking he, about. Yeah. The fucking him. And right. I still think maybe the best thing I've heard discourse wise throughout all of this was when he said, it's not guilt, it's empathy. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people here, fucking idiots use that term white guilt. And then they go, Oh, what did I do? Like, yeah, right. You didn't do anything, but you see something bad happening and you feel bad about it. Like there's nothing right. wrong with feeling bad. You want those people to not be feeling worse. It, yes, absolutely. And more than anything, like the, the, the reason why I appreciated Arian, like going on part of my take and, and talking about it is I do not think, I truly do not think that anyone changes their mind about a topic overnight. They just don't. Like, and that's the problem with uh, going back to the problem with Twitter. Like people think that if you just tweet something, I, I keep laughing um, about, I, you see it every day. People saying like on Twitter, like wear a mask, wear a mask. And I wear a mask every day. Like I'm not uh, disagreeing with that. You're tweeting to people who are probably wearing masks. Right. Like the people who are not wearing masks are probably not on Twitter following, you know, and if they are reporter X who covers they, college football, like, Oh, I'm yeah, like, oh shit! <laughs> I really changed my mind on this like, ridiculously oh. politicized topic because of a tweet. No. Right, this beat reporter from Oklahoma State told me to wear a mask. In so yeah. I, I, I think using my platform and our platform to just try to add as many voices, and that goes back to the whole, you know, like I, I really hope Tyler sticks around because having more voices, having that uh, like wide array of opinions and backgrounds, that's how you can get people to become more sympathetic, uh, just better people. It's slowly like, you know, having things explained, understanding things, seeing different perspectives. And over time you evolve as a person. No one is fucking perfect. And no one, and, 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 and no one is a finished product. I don't care what age you are. I think about how stupid I was when I was 25, how stupid I was when I was 35 or 30, how stupid I was a month ago when I was 35. Like, if you if you're sitting here and telling me you're a finished product, you're a fucking liar and you're an asshole. So I think just you know under admitting that and saying I got shit to do, I got work to do, I got you know it's it's step by step. It's not going to happen overnight, but becoming a better person and listening to other people is is the is the big message that I've taken from all this. When Brianna Taylor was murdered, Tyler talked about her the next day. Mm-hmm. It wasn't months later. When all these Ferguson protesters woke up dead uh, and quote unquote suicides, Tyler was saying their name. These aren't even things like people keep putting it on me. Like I'm I, these aren't things I knew without right. Tyler. When Maya Moore stopped playing sports, the only person in, in media, all media who was talking about it was Tyler. Not last week when the, fi- the finished product came out and Bleach Report tweets out the fucking video. 
of her at the jail reaching or greeting that freed man. It was Tyler. That's what we'd be losing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know right. I mean? It's a great point. It's and a great point. It's not like his job to do that. No. But but like it, it's something like if you feel deeply about it, like this is becoming such a, a thing with Dave. And like, I really, you know, I, I do think Dave is going to be hard to ever crack. I think Dave is, you know, he's, it's like we make, we make jokes about like being the old man on the porch. And it's like, I think that's Dave. But there's a lot of other people here and a lot of other fans of ours who are open and would like learn from a guy like Tyler. And, and I would just hate to see him like give up that. I don't even know if I want to call it opportunity because he's probably like, I don't want to fucking do that. I want to talk about basketball, but it is, uh, you know, it's something that I know he feels passionately about. And I feel like he can reach a great deal of people who are more receptive to it. Kevin, and he definitely he, feels passionately about black people not being killed for no yeah, reason. He's got passion. <laughs> but, but even, but more than that, beyond the jokes, like, I think he's passionate about educating people. For sure. And it's probably, again, he doesn't want to. He'd probably, he'd rather just probably crack jokes about basketball. But I think if I could, if I could guess, I bet the feeling of him reaching somebody, it makes it tick for him. It makes it, you know, I, I think that's part of who he is. And I, I hope that he doesn't let, you know, one guy or one, cause listen, a lot of people fucking hate their boss or whatever. I, I don't know how he feels about Dave, but even if he's out on Dave completely, I think there's still a lot of, of a lot of good for him to do that. I hope he would take into account. I actually, I'll push back on one thing, Kevin. I actually do think it's part of his job and not the way that like, Oh, it's Tyler's job to tell us all these things. I think it's Tyler's job to be authentically Tyler. Yeah. and be himself and that's why people come here and that's goes back to the bigger point the goal is to hire more people who have different backgrounds who are authentic to themselves and if if they feel passionate about something and it's something that they they like feel in their core and they want to talk about it this is the place you can talk about it and there's no you know what i mean like no one says to you hey stay away from this subject don't talk about this subject that's the beauty of it is that what or you feel take that one step further. Cause he could probably go to other places right now that would actually welcome him. Like talking about uh, these topics. What I don't think you'll get is you can also do it in the middle of a four hour and 45 minute. <laughs> right. Where you can also, cause if you want to get Tyler being authentic, Tyler, you got to let him do the crazy sh- like mixtape shit too. Right. And that's where Barstool, that's where Barstool is actually a good thing. It's we do all that. And 99% of us, are actually getting better about the serious shit too. And we're talking about like the one guy who's struggling to articulate it. It's like, don't lose sight of all the rest because you're perfect for it, man. I I actually do think though, too. um, I think Dave cares. And I think he, he made, I think he cares a lot. He cares a lot about, about all these issues and also about his, I know he cares a lot about his employees, but um I think he cares a lot about these issues. I think it's it's back to my other point is like he's probably similar to me right now. It's like I don't really know how to talk about it. Yeah. And, and um, him, it's, getting sure not. it's getting conflated with being attacked. He think he thought it, he was thinking about the mob when he should have been thinking about his, his employees. He was thinking about uh, like the barstool fans who don't want you to bend the knee when he should be thinking about the fans who are more conscious. You know, he's just approaching it the wrong way. But I guarantee his heart's actually in the right place. Well, he went, he went to become Grudge Dave. Yes. Who I nine, nine out of ten times back. But the person he was grudging against was himself in that video. Yeah. Like, you can talk about 
the 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 account and why they were putting those videos out when they did. But it's not like those were deep fakes. It's right. not as if we didn't post those videos and they mm-hmm. weren't just sitting there waiting for someone else to repost them. It's completely self-inflicted. So him grudging with himself, who of course he doesn't know who to attack. Right. Because he knows it's self-inflicted by him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's been conflated with, oh, well, people are attacking me for posting Tom Brady's kid or people are attacking me for calling Goodell Hitler, things like this. Like, no, this is, he doesn't know how to just be like, hand up, I fucked up. Because for 20 years, he hasn't fucked up in his mind. He knows he, he, I guarantee he knows he fucked up here. Mm -hmm. I've heard him say it in this, I only watched the second video. So I know he knows he fucked up, but he doesn't know the next step. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And And that's okay. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, it's okay if you say that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You can't not know what you're doing, but defiantly act like you do know that you're doing the right thing. You, you got to be a little more receptive to like, somebody help me out here. And he's it's, just not in a new territory for him. Like he's never had to be like, I'm the one who did this ever. Because it's usually someone else who's just some fucking stick in the mug who doesn't like comedy. You know, and most of the time it is about comedy. Right. I still don't know what the joke was there mm-hmm. right. in that video. That's why I was like, hey, this isn't funny. And he was like, I'm going to do it anyways. And that's his right. He's the boss. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to listen to me ever. I'm just one of his employees. That's it. But this, I still don't know the joke there. And I don't know if he does either. And I think that's part of why it's hard too. It say you're defending, like I, no one cares more about comedy than me at this company. Like just, it's all I've ever studied in my life. I know comedy better than I know sports. It's what I do. Like, am I the funniest person? No. I wish I could be like the Belichick of comedy. You know what I mean? Just like, I can't play it, but I can coach it. I can see it. I know the talent when it's there. That's why I fucking hired Tyler. Cause he's one of the funniest people we have. I had to fight Kevin. You were there. We had to fight to get Tyler hired. Mm-hmm. Cause it was, di- he was different. And it was just like, it didn't jump out. Dave's a big knee jerk reaction guy. He shoots mm-hmm. from the hip. This is something he should have been like, and that's why he's successful. He always shoots from the hip. And that's also why he's in his position. He shot from the hip and said right. some dumb shit. But well, like that's like I can't even be completely mad at that because that's how he got successful. But this was the one time where he should have taken a breath and approached it more like a sniper than a fucking uh, five cent pistol kind of guy. You know what I and, mean? And I'm sure um, some some dork online is gonna is gonna take what I'm saying next is like, oh, you're just you're you're defending Dave through and through. But let's just let's just state some facts on like what the last week we were off all week. Dave's in Nantucket by himself. That matters because I think what, what happens a lot, it, you know, if we were running a regular office on radio all day, conversations get had, things get talked about. You have an ability to talk through it. You have an ability to explain yourself better. You have an ability to understand everything that's going on better. This is a, a it, it was unfortunate that it was like, it's got to play out on Twitter which is never good. Like I said, I've said a million times, it's, it's the worst. I mean, to do another Tyler quote, like we're not here to argue because it just doesn't work on Twitter No, and you know, not being on radio and not being able to be around people and have people be like, Hey man, like what's up? Like that does, it, it does affect how everything plays out. 
and again, it's not a defense. I'm just stating the reality of it. I felt so alone last week, sitting at home, being like, I would love to get on radio right now and be able to talk for two hours and explain how I'm feeling. And guess what I'm not going to do? Fucking tweet about it. Because if I tweet about it, it's going to be the worst thing possible. And there's no way you can do it correctly. So I, th- we fall into that as well. And, and it was, you know, shitty timing that trying to navigate this happens during a week when when we don't have any tools that we usually have to do that listen up we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed we spoke with the abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop well we lost it because as you know we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and Hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest, and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Um, I don't want this to... Like, I, I'll always... Dave's calling for people to defend him, uh, which is very funny to me. Uh, but I like, he's done more for me than anyone in this business ever considered doing. So I don't feel like it's biting the hand that feeds me by being like, Hey dude, you fucked up. That's where I think the family part comes into it. Cause it's not, I'm going to leave. I'm going to trash this place. I'm never going to trash this place unless we fuck up way worse than this. Uh, and this is a big fuck up. There's no two ways about it. I think we should wear it, not run from it and be better moving forward. And like I said, Dave is the only person in this industry who was ever remotely interested in hiring me. He's the only one who ever gave me a chance. He gave me this platform. I wouldn't be, he allowed me to move back to Boston when I was having a kid. He didn't have to do that. Um, like I said, he laid out the blueprint for me to be me on the internet because if anyone likes me, which not a lot of people do, but anyone who does like me, out here fishing, out here fucking fishing, I wouldn't be. Well, it's not you two. You two definitely don't. Uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't be able to be this version of me anywhere else. I'd be super watered down. I'd be edited. All this, but instead, I get to be the writer I want to be. I get to be the tweeter I want to be. You know where I stand on everything if you listen to me, and I have that freedom because of the company he built and the vision he built it. This may be a little over dramatic. So allow, tell me if I'm being way too over how I feel about how we're fucking up made me feel on the 4th of July thinking about America. I love this country. I love this company. I want them to work perfectly and not fuck around with people and not, I want to be more proud in them than I have been the last week. Like America with these fucking masks and racism, grow the fuck up. This company with the shit that was said, we're better than that. Like Tyler says, we're too funny. We're too talented for these to be this to be the shit we're dealing with. This shouldn't be something we're even talking about. You know what I mean? We're better than that. The, 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 the brilliance of comedy is seeing a subject that most people can't joke about 
and being able to find the way to joke about it. I talked about this with Big Cat. Dave always says Barstool is a comedy club, which doesn't make any sense because nobody hates comedy more than Dave Portnoy. You know. He hate, he likes Chris Rock. He loves Gervais. Like, don't ever watch or do any of that shit, man. He doesn't like bits. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like sketches. He likes talking shit. I right. think he's one of the great shit talkers in like sports entertainment history. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's I don't know where else to quantify him. I think that's what he does best. He likes busting balls. He likes the locker room aspect of it. That's what he's tried to build. So for him to compare us to a comedy club where comedy clubs are notoriously not filmed, not on the record, and is where people are working out their bits to see if they're funny or not. That's not what we do. Like you said, we shoot from the hip. We put it all out there. It's very raw. It's very authentic in that way. But it's not like a comedy club (laughs) at all. No, not even remotely close. That's why I I think sometimes, again, he's not going to articulate all these things like the best way. But everything you just described, by the way, Coley, about what he's done for you, He's done for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And he'll do – he did it for Brandon. He did it for Mooj. He did it for new guys. And you don't have to be a 15-year, I read it when I was in middle school type of guy. It's not like he was rewarding you. He's just like, if you come in here, I give you a paycheck. I give you a platform. I give you freedom. I got you back, and you go. Right. And I think that really matters for somebody. I think yeah. I really, like you, if, you, if you need that plus the perfect speech and the perfect everything, then Dave ain't for you. But I think we've lost sight a little bit. I know words matter, but also actions and and important things like paychecks and making a living and freedom and shit matter too. And Dave gives that to like absolutely everybody. So I just I hope that people include in his criticisms about his words also gets credit for his actions because someone like Coley can can understand it because he's lived it. New people have to realize you're going to look back on this in ten years if you've done it right, and it's going to be because of all those things Dave provided. Well, and and Dave's never going to be a, a pat on the back back guy. That's just not who he is. But I do think what 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 has happened with you know us growing is that the first generation guys, which are the, you know us, the three of us, Feidelberg, K. Marco, and you know you can name a couple other Hank, like Gaz. Gaz, we we have taken Dave is Dave's got a million things going on. He's not going to you know micromanage people. He's not going to talk. But we, I know both of you have done it where you've taken people under your wing and tried to help people out. I mean, that's kind of why I was so hurt by Mooj saying that you're racist if you stay because right. I fucking helped him as much as I've helped anyone in a long time and stood up for him. And he gave it me no, you know, debate or like, you know, the phone call was basically, this is what I'm doing. Fuck you. So, you know, this is a, a place where, you know, Dave's not going to hold your hand, but there are other people who help you out and there are other people who care and we want everyone to succeed. And I think, you know, it's, uh, that's actually a fun part of my job. I think Kevin, you probably agree. Like I remember when we were just six or seven of us, it was super competitive. It was super, super competitive because we were all blogging the same stories and fighting for the same page views and all that stuff. But as we've grown, I get just as much enjoyment of being funny as helping someone else be funny and helping someone else succeed. And having other people uh, be, you know, like realize their their dreams and goals in, in this fucked up weird industry. So that part matters, and I think we have those people here. Um, and, and that's where, like, when people say the culture is bad, it's like, no, I don't think so because there's a lot of people who care, and there's a lot of people who help each other, and 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 kind of pulling on the same rope here. Yeah, I mean, I love the company. I love Dave. 
but I don't think that, and he's never going to listen to 51 minutes of mixtape. Uh, he might to hear that. Like you but. said, the only ism that Dave has is narcissism. <laughs> but what's up, I, Dave? Uh, yeah. How's Nantucket? <laughs> I don't think it's like, I hope he understands that when I criticize, criticize him or when you criticize him or when Kevin criticizes him, that it's coming from a place of we're all on the same team. We're all striving for the same goals. And that I think that matters too. And if that's his problem with the younger guys speaking up, I, if however he wants those kind of people to speak up on, and he can be like, hey, this is why it's wrong. I, I don't think that's a bad way of going about it, but I do know there are things we need to be better at. Yeah, I, I think we also have a lot of like classic, probably um, what's the fucking buzzword? Like toxic masculinity or whatever. Like we we sure. never we never talked about issues because our issues were fucking, you know, superficial. Like you're making fun of me and I'm busting your balls and we're hyper competitive, but we're all, you know, middle class guys. We all have a very good life. There's really no actual problems. So we never had to have like an emotional conversation or whatever. We've never, you know, I've never had to actually talk about my feelings with Dave's feelings. And he's not he's certainly not gonna do it. If we're not doing that. He's not going to be able to do it with Brandon Newman and Mooj and any new guys. And that's where I think we run into the problem of like, you know, I, I think there's a lot of us who are, are, I think we're going to make progress in our actions. I think it's going to, it's hard for us to articulate in our words sometimes because our whole lives have just been, we talk shit, we talk loud, we talk fast, we, we bust balls, we're never serious. And now all of a sudden you're asking me to be open about my emotions and heavy topics. And it's like, I'm not good at that. Like, like Dan said, we're not, we're not good at that. And if you're expecting that, maybe this place isn't for you, but if you can understand why we're not there and also acknowledge all the good things, I think this place should be. For you. And like, to be totally honest here, the fact that we're a company that has been built from scratch, we're not ESPN. We're not Fox. We're not CBS. The, the core people. And I know Dave always takes pride in this and I do too. The core guys are still here. No one's left. You know what I mean? And the uh, feeling that the work that we've put in and the sacrifices we've made, and I'm not saying that I love my fucking job. I love it. But we have been sacrificed. We've all had to make sacrifices to, to help build this company. So, of course, it's going to be a little different for new people versus old people. But that's tell – me, tell me – I mean, like, I, I read the fucking ESPN book. Like, they had, they had rocky roads when they went from – fucking four people and one satellite to building a huge, huge company. This is the reality of it. This is what, this is what, how it works. It's not. And we're doing it in the digital era where it's like, there was, there's no secrets, man. ESPN had a lot of dirt that was under the rug. All of our shit's documented. Everything's in real time. And so like, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I've always said this, we don't really have any competitors, like direct competitors. Right. And we, so we are the blueprint for the success, the blueprint for the failure, we're, we're all of it, and it's all playing out in real time. And spoiler alert, we don't know what we're fucking doing. And I'll be honest, it's it's crazy to me that it's taken this long to even have like a major – You know, we've had our hiccups, but having a major problem this, this far along I think is a testament to how we usually are on the right path. And, uh, and like we'll figure it out. And then that'll be part of the Harvard business study one day. The story of Barstool will be the ups, the downs, and how we, you know, at the end we made it there, but it wasn't easy. Yes. 
Agreed. No, it hasn't been easy, and it's it's another reason why when people are like, "We'll just quit," you know, I'll I'll join your Patreon. You can go anywhere. It's not about that. It's I've helped in my small way try and build this place up. I'm just gonna abandon that. You want to walk away from that? That's not that's- only that, but let's also just acknowledge that. Our fans are the most loyal, and and what they've, you know, it sounds like lip service, but their consumption of everything we've done, buying T-shirts, listening to podcasts, watching videos, has built this company. Like, that's what yeah. it is. And you can't just, you can't all of a sudden flip a switch and be like, yeah, fuck everyone. Like, what? no, th- those, those guys and girls have had our back for years and years and years, and we're in a weird spot now. I'm sure you feel this too, Kevin, like the – the fact that, like, you, you look back and you're like, there are people who started reading, and uh, and Coley is the is the perfect example. But like, someone who's who started reading me when I was 27 years old, and I'm 35, and I have a kid, and it's like, you've grown up with me, you have an attachment to me. That's not, that's that's real. That's yeah. not fake. That's real. That's not like I'm just Twitter friends. Like that's a real uh, bond that has been built on years and years and years of content. And so, and I'm proud of that. I'm fucking yeah. proud of that. And, it's also, so, and, and those people are the examples that probably would follow you anywhere or uh, buy a Patreon or whatever. But what's cool about Barstool is like, if I, it's, it's easy for fans when it's all under, under one umbrella, you know, yeah. so I like, uh, I like part of my take. So I'm going to buy part of my take shirts. And in a way you're putting money in Coley's pocket because right. it's rising tides. If you're on your own, you're on your fucking own. And Correct. it's not as easy to do this shit, you know? No, there's a lot. It's not even like that part doesn't even bother me as much. Like if I had to go put in the work and and market myself and cold call companies like that part doesn't bother me. It's this is where I've always wanted to be. I want this place to just be better. And it's not that we need to make some giant stride. I think it's a very easy stride. So I like let's just make the fucking stride. But it's 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 easy for us three other people who've been here for a long time to have pride in it. I want Tyler to have pride in it. Right. Yeah, he wants to have like, pride in it. I want you to feel that way. And he's like, I haven't been reading that since I was in middle school, dude. So I, I don't feel that way. But trying to get people in like that is is kind of the key. And I can understand when something like this is a big deterrent for that. Big. Yeah. But I also, you know, I would hope that the conversations Dan has had and I've had and everybody else and the outpouring from a lot of the fans um, are outweighing, you know, the, the examples in the company or the examples in the fan base that are, are rallying against it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I can't really speak for him. I just know he's hurting. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope it's something that time heals, but I also, I mean, if it's something else, like, I appreciate the distance, but I also got to know, man, like if, I don't know if he's going to be listening to this, but like Tyler, let me know, dude. Like if, you know, I'm, I would do anything. If you want me to do it, I'll do it. I want you here. I want people like you here. It's not just about you. And like, if I got to say more, do more uh, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, public, whatever. Um, I can understand the distance for himself. But if it is something that, you know, he's still interested in coming back and wants to uh, grow on it, grow, have us grow and work together, like, let me know, man. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. I don't, I don't think he, 
I don't think he's made any sort of decision. Like I said, I can't speak for him. I know he's thinking about both sides of it, though, and I know he's taking his time with it, as he always does. Um, Obviously, I want him to stay. If he doesn't, I'm always going to support him wherever he goes. Um, But, yeah, I guess uh, I don't don't think this was, like, a fun episode to listen to. I appreciate you, too. Um, So I don't know what – Tyler, given the blessing, I think that that means a lot. I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't I, have been. It would have been whatever fucking trouble I would have gotten in. I would have gotten in. I wouldn't have done it if he said no. I really wouldn't have. And uh, people aren't going to believe that. It is what it is. I know how Tyler feels. I, I mean, I believe that 100%. But I, I mean, it means a lot, I think, to get that blessing. And I hope that he, he knows that means that uh, along with you, he's got a couple other allies. And, and I know, like, many more. Many more, and I, and I don't know if he's had direct contact with them, but I know many, many more people in this company who uh, who do have his back and want to see him here and want to get better, and uh, we hope we can for you, too. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I hope I said everything I wanted to say. Uh, I hope I said it correctly. I don't want anyone at this company or listening to take it the wrong way. Because, uh, like I said, I do love this company. I appreciate everything this company's done for me. I just want it to be what I know it can be. Takes a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, but no reason it can't be. Can I end on a, on a funny part? Can we, we want to end funny? No. <laughs> okay. Um, are Are you Coley? Are you gonna like join up like that? LeBron, when he wins the title this year, it doesn't count. Well, it's the Lakers, so yeah. I okay, don't know. good. All right. I, this fucking bubble, dude, everyone's going to drop out until it's just LeBron playing against no one. LeBron will be like – everyone else could be dead, and he'd be like, we're finishing this fucking season. Yes. Yo, that, yes. Picture, that picture of Dave Lillard being like, I feel like I'm about to go do a bid. It's like, oh, my God, this is a catastrophe. And it's like there's one dude who wants the league to happen, and he's making it happen. It's right. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Hey. Yeah. What up? I'm trying to put my dick inside your pants. I'm rolling loud, ready, rolling now. Smoking bad food, smoking bad. I was getting protected by my savages. Yellow school buses as a zenith. Causing me to sleep and I ain't playing it. Yeah, I got some jobs all day. Roll out the chart all day. I be on Mars all day. Home with the stars all day. Boss all day. Roll up the ball all day. Baby, sit your dog all day. About to watch you jog all day. My family don't matter. Oh, 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 What's oh, 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 Foreign son, tummy gun found a real tummy gun. I dropped a million on my chain like I know beer buns. And I got a head full of hell like I'm from Amazon. Uh, 
Blaze that ass like a candle, honey. Uh, Ferrari gumbo shower shoes for me. Uh, light bulb, Nick got jewels on it. Huh, like an old school, like guys are pulled on it. Huh, fake, abracadabra, abracadabra. Kill all you bastards. I don't wanna wrestle, huh? The bread ambassador. No, nothing does matter to him. A baller like Patrick, you know. Turn up on you bastards. I mean, it goes like Casper. Everything goes smooth for me, like I got my masters. Fubu platinum up. Birds in the Acura. Albums platinum, you know. I'm killing these bastards. Like family don't matter. Oh, oh, oh. What's happening with the deal? What's happening with the deal? Country Billy made a couple milli Trying to part the Rolls Royce inside the Piccadilly Oh, he had a couple strikes at street Of course Got another half a million white tees, of course Don't you pay me Don't you take this shit for granted Don't you pay me When I put my knee in your pants Don't you pay me When I catch your with your bitch You know I'm smashing Oh, 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 oh,